Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress.
Concerns, concerns has turned into worries. A lot of stress has turned into anxiety. A lot of things right now that are leading us to doubt. A lot of lies that the enemy wants us to believe. we know that your promise is true. When you say you will never leave us or forsake us, that is true. God, that is what I stand on. So right now, in the middle of this battle, in the middle of this trouble, in the middle of this God, I know that you're here. I know that you're standing with us. And I know that when all of this is over, you will still be there. God, right now I pray faith. Faith over everyone watching. Faith in that we know that you've gotten us out of things time and time again. You've brought us through things time and time again. And we know that you're going to do this again. And God, we can rest in that truth. I come against doubt. I come against fear. Right now in Jesus' name. 
I speak faith. I speak courage. I speak love into your homes. I speak healing into the hospitals. I speak protection over doctors, over nurses, over everyone who has to go into work. I thank you for protection. God, I thank you for your spirit that walks with us. And God, we know that you haven't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. In Jesus' name. If there's anyone watching today and you haven't accepted Jesus Christ, you haven't experienced this love that conquers all fear, right now you have an opportunity to say yes to him, to accept him as your Lord and Savior. So right now, if that's you, I just want you to say this prayer. Say, Jesus, forgive me. I need you to wash me clean. I accept your love. I accept you as my Savior. I believe in you, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want you to just comment right now below the screen and just say, I said yes because we want to celebrate with you. And Father, we lift up everyone that is watching. God, we pray for our movers. God, we know that there are people that need to accept Jesus. And God, we just thank you right now that your Holy Spirit right now is finding them where they are and you are drawing them to you. God, we thank you for it. And we praise you in advance for those coming to the kingdom. And God, I just pray that you will allow us to focus in and hear everything you want us to say right now in these next few moments. God, we thank you. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us and allowing us into your house to to have church. We don't have to be in the same building to have church because we are the body. We are the church. And we are so glad to join with you this morning. So if you would, watch this video and we'll be back. surrounded by thousands of words, maybe even millions, but I'm not the only one. Did you know that the average person says over 47,000 words a day? That's like, I don't know, writing a small 100-page book every day of your life. Now, you will notice I said average, and it's apparent that some of us are overachievers. Come on, you know who you are. It's just that words are common and words are everywhere. But just because they're common and they're everywhere does not mean that they're not important. According to scripture, words matter. Remember what Solomon said in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21? There is the power of life and death in our tongue. Man, I think we forget about how much words really matter. And it isn't just the words we say. It also has bearing on the words we listen to. On average, we hear between 30,000 and 100,000 words every day. Some of you who've been quarantined with the same people over the last few weeks would probably claim it's more than that. Well, what I've discovered is that whoever has your ear has your soul and your destiny. That's why we're told in scripture that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. The words we listen to and entertain set up in our heart 
and then they establish how we think. Is there anybody else that can remember the lyrics to a song that you learned when you were probably 15 or 16 years old? The first note hits and with no effort, you are able to sing every word at the top of your lungs. That's because the lyrics linger. Words linger. Words last. That is why it matters who you listen to. And oh, by the way, I wanna make sure I'm absolutely clear. The power found in words is not determined or based on whether or not the words are true. That's why truth will set you free, but lies can keep you bound. Both have power. Untrue words carry and wield the same power of life and death that true words do. The power is in the words. That is why God can use words to create while the enemy can use words to destroy. That's why it's absolutely essential that we learn to discern. We are told that the sheep know the voice of the shepherd, yet too many of us choose to listen to another voice that is speaking death. And because we don't discern the source of those words, we see the, we see the fruit of those words come to pass in our lives. If we are going to win the war against the devil, and make no mistake, this is an all-out war, then we absolutely must learn to discern who is saying what. Hear me, your very life depends on your ability to learn to discern. The perfect example is found in Genesis. If Eve would have never listened to the serpent, then she would not have fallen. If she had learned to discern whose voice she was listening to, then it would have made all the difference. We know that God is always speaking, but what we need to remember is that the devil is always speaking too. He is constantly challenging and twisting what God said so that it will discourage and ultimately destroy us. That sounds pretty straightforward, but the Genesis account also shows us that discerning when the enemy is speaking isn't always easy. So we must listen carefully and prayerfully. That's why I think it's so important to identify the words that the devil has in his dictionary. In fact, I'm convinced that the devil only uses a few words to keep us defeated. He knows how to leverage these words and he reuses them century after century. He repeats these same words over and over again, and they are dangerous words that we tend to live by. One of the most dangerous words the enemy uses against us is the word never. And one of the best places to see this play out is the account of Abraham and Sarah. The enemy uses one word, never, to impact history. Genesis chapter 15 verse one says, after all these things, this word of God came to Abram in a vision. Don't be afraid, Abram, I'm your shield. Your reward will be grand. Then in verse five, it says, he took him outside and said, look at the sky, count the stars. Can you do it? Count your descendants. You're going to have a big family, Abram. Genesis chapter 16, Sarah, Abram's wife, hadn't yet produced a child. She had an Egyptian maid named Hagar. And Sarah said to Abram, God has not seen fit to let me have a child. Sleep with my maid. Maybe I can get a family from her. And Abram agreed to do what Sarah said. So Sarah, Abram's wife, took her Egyptian maid, Hagar, and gave her to her husband, Abram, as a wife. Abram had been living in Canaan 10 years when this took place. He slept with Hagar and she got pregnant. 
Then in Genesis 18, 9 through 12, it says this, the men said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? And he said, in the tent. And one of them said, I'm coming back about this time next year. And when I arrive, your wife, Sarah, will have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent opening just behind the man. And Abraham and Sarah were old by this time, very old. Sarah was far past the age for having babies. And Sarah laughed within herself. An old woman like me get pregnant with this old man of a husband? See, Abraham had received a promise from God. However, because time passed between the promise and its fulfillment, Abraham and Sarah become convinced that they will never see God's promise come true. Sarah comes to the conclusion that she will never have a child. Where do you think she got this idea? I believe it originated in the mouth of our enemy. He capitalized on this couple's anxiety, fear, and desperation, and he whispers never into their ears. So they make a choice based on the word never that has created decades and even centuries of war, hate, and death. That one word has impacted the world. That same word can impact your world too. What has the enemy said would never happen in your life? What promise has God made to you that hasn't come to pass and all you can hear now is never? The word never is dangerous because if you believe that never, then like Abraham and Sarah, you will take matters into your own hands and make long lasting mistakes. By using the word never, the enemy often convinces us that the temporary is eternal. So we make mistakes that have permanent consequences. It's clear from Ecclesiastes that everything happens in seasons. In other words, what is happening in one season may not necessarily be happening in the next season. But the enemy uses the word never to convince us that our season will always remain the same. He uses the word to try to convince us that what we face today, we will always face tomorrow. Even though what we face is only temporary and possibly even good, often because it's uncomfortable, undesired, and unwanted, we become convinced that it will never change. We allow the enemy to cause us to mistake a not now for never. So I think what we have to do is we must decide who gets a final word. The word never is a final word. It speaks to impossibility. It speaks to a life sentence. It speaks to permanence. It literally means under no condition. It speaks to forever. Some words are open-ended, like maybe or perhaps, but never is a final word. The enemy would like to give you a final word. So we must determine that the only final word we will believe and embrace is a final word that comes from God. The truth is, God can break the power of the enemy's final word by simply changing one letter in that word. In your life, he can set you free from the finality of never by giving you a life-giving final word like ever. He can change, I will never be free to I won't ever be bound. I will never have enough can become I won't ever be without. I will never be happy can, can become, I won't ever be downcast. I will never change can become, I won't ever be the same. God's word never changes. 
but he will change the enemy's word if you let him. What final word from the enemy have you believed? What final word from the enemy has caused you to give up hope, to take matters into your own hands, to make permanent mistakes in a temporary season? It is time to listen closely to the nevers in our lives and ask God to turn those nevers into evers. We must make up our mind that final words are reserved exclusively for God. Anytime we hear a final word spoken, we must stop and refuse to believe it or act upon it until we first determine the source of that word. Only God can have the final word in our lives. I want to pray with you today and ask God to help us to listen carefully and closely, to learn to discern, to make up our minds that only He has the right to speak a final word over our lives. Let's pray. Father, we ask you, we need your help. We hear so many words. We entertain so many voices that at times it's difficult to figure out who's speaking. I pray that today what you would do is that as we have identified the word never as a part of the devil's dictionary, that you would allow us to discern correctly when we hear final words spoken over our lives. Father, I pray for folks that may be watching right now that have listened to the word never and they've, by, they've taken that word and now because of it, they've given up hope. They don't think anything will ever change. They think they're stuck. They think what they're facing right now is permanent. I pray that what you would do is you would step in in this moment and you would change that final word from the enemy from never to ever. And where they've said they would never see change, I pray that you would speak into their spirit right now that it won't ever be the same. I ask you to help us to discern what word the enemy is using against us today and we would reserve the right to speak a final word only for you. I pray you would speak life in us, and I pray that we would in turn learn to use our voice for life instead of death, and we'll give you glory for this and praise for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen carefully. Discern correctly. Reserve final words for God alone, and you will discover that life will be different for you. I won't ever lose hope. I won't ever walk alone. I won't ever lose faith. I won't ever stop trying. I won't ever stop teaching the Bible. I won't ever doubt God's provision. I won't doubt God's love. I won't ever doubt God's faithfulness. I won't ever be in despair. I won't ever discount relationships. I won't ever settle. I won't ever give up. I won't ever be lonely again. I won't ever stop believing. I won't ever stop pursuing God. I won't ever give up. I won't ever stop praying for my kids no matter what. Thank you so much for joining us today here at Passion Church. If during the course of the worship or maybe during the message, you ask Jesus to come into your heart and you want to make him the Lord of your life, I encourage you to simply pray and ask him to forgive you of your sins and establish him as the Lord of your life. And then I wanna make sure you do this. There's a number at the bottom of your screen. We want you to text the word SAVED to that number. We won't bug you. All we wanna do is make sure that you have some really good materials in your hands 
to begin reading and studying so that you can start this journey right. Also, just want to mention this, just because we're not meeting in the physical building right now does not mean we're still, uh, we're not connected like we need to be. We are utilizing the uh, online platforms at every level for children, for youth, and for adults. And so I just want to encourage you to take a look at this calendar that's on your screen right now and participate online. Even our small groups are meeting online. You can still talk to friends that mean so much to you by getting involved. If you're not part of a small group, then all you need to do is again, reach out uh, by that same number, uh, or you can email us at info at passionchurch.tv and we'll get you connected in a small group. And then finally, I just wanna thank you so much for your continued faithfulness. You've supported us so well. The church is just doing some great things through our pantry ministry and helping individuals in need. So we wanna encourage you to continue to give. It's an act of worship. You can do that either online or via text. Those items are on the screen for you as well. I encourage you to come back next week and watch again. We're gonna continue talking about the Devil's Dictionary. God bless you. May he, uh, help you during this season that is so different for all of us but god is still on the throne and he's doing great things thanks again for joining us see you next week it's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry to find more passion church resources or to make a donation online visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.